Hey guys, before we get into the show, I just wanted to let you know about something we got coming up that I believe really will impact our community, really impact the Riverside County, Corona, Norco, Riverside, uh, Eastvale, all those things is we are planning on feeding 75 people on Thanksgiving, providing 75 Thanksgiving meals. We're partnering uh, with a local restaurant in order to make those meals so that way it's like we're helping small business out and we're helping uh feed other people who may not have the necessities to make a thanksgiving dinner and the other thing we got going on is we want to bless 50 foster youth people uh with christmas this year some who may not experience a christmas maybe haven't experienced a christmas in a long time but there's 50 foster youth that we want to help provide a special holiday for them and a special time just where they feel important they feel loved and and they feel accepted so uh and if you want to be a part of anything to do with either of those please go to our website uh on our everyone everywhere tab you can find it's really simple but go to our website avchurch.com fill out the form and somebody will contact you from there but thanks, guys. We love you. Okay, I also always let me ask you guys this. I always, always, always. Hello, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast, and I want to say something different. I don't know how to say it. Um, do you want it to be more casual or more formal? Either or. What's up? <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> so the Olympic peace sign. What's good? Welcome back. Welcome back is a good one. That is different. Hi, welcome back. Er, <laughs> that's, uh, that's Hello, Hi, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the Still Loading Podcast. Yeah, a little more energy, but yeah, that's it. Hi, thanks for joining us at the Still Loading Podcast. See, so, yeah, I like the. Just say welcome back to another episode. Yeah. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what is up, YouTube? <laughs> oh. Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> Okay, here we okay. go. I'm probably going to okay. flub it up in the beginning because it's I'm nervous. Hi, thanks for joining us back at the Still Loading Podcast. Today we got Kaylees. What's up? We have Jake Tracy. <laughs> Yo. And we got Jerry. Hello there. Um, today we're going to be talking about pride. Pride and humility because I think it's an age-old proverb, right? Everybody knows pride goes before the fall. And I think pride is kind of the root of a lot of different things in our life. Um, a lot of things that may not be so healthy. So we're going to talk about that today. And the first thing I'm going to ask is, do you guys think that we're prideful beings? <laughs> and why do you think it is that way? Nah. -uh. <laughs> That's a true question. <laughs> yeah, of course we are. Every single one of us. Uh, you, say it was a you say no? It's a, it was a joke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes, why are we that way? Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think part of it's a culture thing. I think part of it's a uh, you're taught to achieve and earn and you did this and the, you accomplished this and you did this and toot your own horn type deal. I think that's part of it. Uh, mm. To ask as human beings as a whole, I don't know, dude. I don't know why it's that way. The fall mm. of man, I guess. Yeah. I would say that because I would say pride is one of those root sins. It's where it's a root of a lot of different kinds of sins. But yeah, I think it's definitely roots from the, the fall of man and, you know, Satan himself tried to put himself equal to God. There's a lot of pride there. And then eventually, you know, why do humans eat of the fruit? Because they wanted to know and be like God. You know, they wanted to elevate themselves that position to that position. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I would say we're super prideful because that's that's human, that's sinful nature. It's like innate to who we are. We're always gonna be that way. Mm -hmm. And I think uh just to go because I had a, a thought on that as well as um, Adam and Eve, like the serpent created enough space between them and God to get them to question God's ultimate authority and say, like, you can do it. You know, you can do it. You don't need God. And it maybe didn't look like that or uh, didn't seem that way, but it was just like, hey, like, you don't need that. You could be like God. And so it just created enough space for them to question that, right? To question God's ultimate power and authority that he has in our life. And I think that's really, like you said, Jerry, the root of just about everything. Because sin is saying, like, I need this because it's for me. I can do this. I can say this. I can do whatever it is. It's saying, I know better. And I think prideful pride comes from the very beginning. It's creating just enough space to be like, oh, you know what? I know God's word says this or God wants me to go this way, but I think this is better. Mm -hmm. And so I think it does go back ultimately to... The fall of man, Adam and Eve right there in the garden. Well, it's super interesting to me that that's 
the sin or the um, the device, the tool that Satan used to separate um, Adam and Eve from God. If you think about all the different ways he could have done it, he used that temptation and that idea of um, using the the pride and the I know better than you um, mm-hmm. to separate them as opposed to any other yeah. type of sin. Like that was the first separation from God was pride, which I never thought about in that way before. But when Jared was talking, it mm-hmm. kind of... It's like a little eye opening. Taken back a little bit. Yeah. That's a good point because you're like, he could have used anything mm-hmm. to like get in the in the middle and he used that. It's like you could have... Almost as though that would be the most efficient and easiest way to separate them from mm-hmm. God, you know? 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't like that, but it's an interesting <laughs> thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because pride really... Um, we all have it. We I think we can all agree on that, right? Um, it It separates us from who God is. Like you said, and I think it's just really the main crux of uh, the battle between flesh and spirit. Because your flesh says, me, 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 me. Like, I want this. The spirit's like, hey, push that to the side. But sometimes we fail. More often than not, probably. Um, Pride looks a lot of different ways. But I don't know. For me, it's a being right thing. Mm. Like you want to always be yeah, right. Yeah, I want to be right. I don't want to be wrong. I feel that. Yeah. It's like a competitive thing too. Huh? You think? Well, for me, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like I don't, I don't want to lose. I don't want, to, and it's going back to like I want. I don't want to be wrong because I don't want to lose or be less oh. than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh mm. yeah. Well, how does that? So I just cut that, you off. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. How does I want to hear though? Like, how does that manifest in your guys' life? Because I, I truly believe that everybody has a fear or insecurity of being wrong. Like we always want to be right. I don't right. know how many times I've sit, sat in conversations with people and you're talking about the most mundane thing in the entire world, <laughs> in the entire universe, right? It's about a movie from 1999. It's like, oh, who is this actor who played that? It's like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves. He's like, no. No, I don't think so. It's like, <laughs> no, what? Uh, no, I think it's, mm, nah, I don't know. It's like, I'm going to look it up. And it's like, sure, look it up, whatever. If I'm wrong, cool. If not, but I, I'm... I'm guilty of that as well i'm not saying like i'm always sitting in those conversations as the dude who's like dude i don't care yeah especially when okay when a challenge even comes up like that it's like i want to be right oh i hope you look it up and you're wrong (laughs) okay but to the point where do you ever like fight and argue over a point when you like i think i lost this one but i'm gonna keep going yeah absolutely oh yeah oh yeah like what does that look like i don't know well it depends on what it is like say you Say you're like, oh, you know what? You make a point. Say I'm talking to Jake. I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, the hottest pepper is the habanero. And he's like, no, it's actually the the North Carolina Reaper pepper. And I'm like, it's just the Carolina. Reaper. Yeah. See, <laughs> he's really great at, you know, useless facts. So, but he's like dead set on it. But maybe I am. And I'm like, you know what? I think he might be right. But since it's Jake, I'm not going to want to. I'm not giving up. I'm dug in. Mm-hmm. I'm already there. Uh-huh. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go down with my ship. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But I think that's like on a f- fun joking around level. Absolutely. But that same thing gets taken on to like, you know. Something more serious. Especially like in marriages and in like, uh, you know, relationships with friends or even family. Uh-huh. So we take that same principle of like, I don't want to be wrong just because I don't want to be wrong because I'm prideful. And that is, if I think we've all experienced that to be divisive, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's not willing to accept wrong or mm-hmm. accept correction or mm-hmm. accept um you know instruction i don't know what the word is but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's extremely divisive well kaylee's and jake talk to us about that what's that like in uh, marriage huh <laughs> yeah i want to hear about that learn us <laughs> <laughs> when you were mentioning the uh little movie bit that reminds you of some conversations <laughs> i've had recently usually i'm the one that turns out right just put it on the record out there i'm just kidding jeremy. not really but <laughs> jeremy does often he's funny because we're both really stubborn about those kind of things i think when you have like two stubborn people it's one of those things where you were mentioning jake it's like well it's jeremy it's like i have to be right <laughs> even when it's really dumb but um i don't know usually i think at least for us more so it comes up in little things that don't matter as opposed to bigger things um i don't know that's just for us though because i think at least we both have some point of understanding to where if it's like a really big issue that we're disagreeing on at least trying to come to some sort of like somewhere in the middle settlement on it um Uh is really important to me at least 
uh, more so. But I mean, that's hard in the moment when you just want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> when you just see red. Yeah. yeah. I think that's where you like have to have to go back to the Bible and to, you know, the character of God and to all those things. Because when you're going to go my opinion versus your opinion, dude, you're going to get nowhere, especially <laughs> with me, because I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to back down. I'll fight my wrong opinion until I can't anymore, you know. Uh, actually, I don't do that much in marriage, honestly. For yeah. the most part, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But like, if I'm arguing with one of them, I'm going to go until I, I can't anymore. Yeah. Um, but in a marriage or in a relationship, it is important. And, and it's important for really everything for us to be able to go back to what's important, go back to the scriptures, go back to Bible and understand like, okay, maybe it is just pride that's keeping me going and keeping me, or I should say, keeping me in this argument or keeping me in this state of mind as opposed to it's, you know, like I know I'm wrong and at this point it's just me. And so I guess I just say that to say that, you know, it's important to have a grounding. Otherwise your pride will take you into a million different places and it'll keep you there. And Mm -hmm. usually the places you don't need to be, you know? Yeah. In marriage counseling, um, one of the things that we went over was, especially in arguments or differing of opinions, is, um, you know, is the strength of the relationship, is this person more important than being real? Like really weighing that out in that moment, really taking a step back and saying, is my my opinion, um, my really wanting to, to come out on top in this more, more important than this person, um, really trying to, you know, take inventory of Mm -hmm. the situation. Um, and really thinking, especially in relationships, um, ideally you want those relationships to, you know, you want to have really strong lasting relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think pride can just tear them apart so easily. So really taking into consideration, you know, wanting the relationship to move forward, like that's more important than uh, me, you know, being right. Yeah, I think what you said right there is so important. And I think that is very common for a lot of people. I've experienced that in my life where I had to look in the mirror finally and be like, hey, is this broken relationship worth you proving your point? And at the end of the day, once I grew up a little bit, for a long time, I held on to that. I got taken in a million different directions. Like you said, it takes your mind a million different directions and it takes you like stresses you out more and more and more. It causes anxiety, honestly. And I just had to come to a point where I was like, it's not worth it anymore. I'm emotionally killing myself and I'm doing nothing to better this relationship. So is it really that important to be right? It's not. <laughs> it, it re- for me, it wasn't. And I think for most cases, it probably isn't. Because I think when you get hurt and you hold pride onto something, it's mm-hmm. usually against somebody who you love or somebody who's of importance in your life. And when you let pride get in the way of that, we all have family. Dude, Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> you know the broken relationships <laughs> and the weirdness. And it's like, I'm not going to be around this person. Like, I'll stay in the other room. Or what time was uh, our cousin coming over? <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff. Because... They're going to be there from three to four. Okay, I'll be there from uh, six to seven. So all that, you know, but that's so common. It is common, and unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I think that just comes down to pride because there's something happened where both of them are seeing a, the same situation in completely different um, perspectives, and they both think they're right. I was going to say, can you imagine the conversations during Thanksgiving this year when politics get brought up? Uh-huh. How much of a mess it's going to be in some homes Uh it's going to be a mess and but you made a great point it's like uh what did you say you said you don't even know like what's real what the truth is something along those lines and it's i was going to say because it's relevant like even in the politics like no one knows the truth Mm -hmm. about anything that's happening right now you know but we'll argue to the death to defend the truth that we don't even know to be real Uh it's like for what yeah for what you know yeah believe what you believe but like What's going to happen is going to happen. And that brings us into humility. But Yeah, and I think laying down your pride is just something that the most prime example of doing is Jesus. Because Jesus said, hey, they're doing wrong. They're wrong, but yet I'm going to go lay myself down for their wrongdoing. And that's ultimately like God saying, I see your pride. I see how ridiculous you guys are acting, but I'm going to send my son Jesus to take care of it. Instead of saying like, hey, you need to sacrifice this or you need to get 40 lashes, whatever it may be, 
He said, I'm going to take that upon myself to heal this relationship. And I think ultimately laying down your pride and lowering down those, those walls to create and foster better relationships is ultimately acting Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, ultimately acting how he, we should act as Christians, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't think you can fully uh, grasp a, a full true relationship with Christ with pride in between. I don't mm-hmm. think you can because you can't understand the character of Christ until you understand humility. Mm-hmm. At least that's been my experience so far. It's like I can't understand why this is so important because, you know, and there's a lot of people who like obviously don't think religion or Christianity is important or whatever mm-hmm. because they, they can do everything. They can do it, you know? Yeah. And it's not until you hit a place of like, well, I'm kind of running out of rope here and I'm kind of getting tired with this whole thing. That's nine out of ten times where a lot of people end up reaching out to their someone who they know or checking out a church like that's usually the spot they go but you know you have to in my opinion um find that humility or god will humble you and then uh, you find him you know that's not a good thing no it's not as fun no it's not fun at all <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how you're saying um just talking about jesus how you know jesus was this elevated position and he came became humbled to pretty much a slave mm-hmm. and he was a servant. He came to be a servant. So people think of Jesus like, Oh wow. You know, he's the son of God, you know, and he was, he was hundred percent God, hundred percent man, but he also became the lowest of the low mm-hmm. and became the lowest thing on earth by absorbing all the sins of humanity upon himself. And the only way we will ever get close to being like Jesus is humbling ourselves to the point where everybody's better than us. I forgot. I think I want to say it's in, Oh man, maybe it's Ephesians. I I forgot. I was reading it, but you have to, you have to basically look at yourself and make it to the point where everyone is better than you. Everyone's better. You're not saying that, you know, you're going to be all poop pants, like, Oh, you know, I suck at everything. But what it comes (laughs) down to is you have to look like, no, like I I don't even deserve to be given this life. And you have to be, to really examine it, be part of it as a, you're a humble servant. That's what you are at the end of the day. You don't deserve any of the blessings or any of the gifts or the abilities that God's given you, but you're a humble servant and you have to think of others as an elevated position um, above you so that you could really truly um, imitate the heart of Christ. 100%. So it's okay. So let me ask this. How do you humble yourself, right? That's since we're talking about relationships and humbling ourselves before people. Because So how do you humble yourself, eat that humble pie, lay yourself down like Christ did, but like in a healthy way to where you're not just getting trampled on 24-7. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'd, I think it's important to make a distinction that humility is not weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. Humility isn't like a fall underneath everybody's feet at all times. So I've heard it said that in order to really... One of the ways basically said that you can't find humility until you understand that the only reason you've taken a breath is because God gave you a breath. And that next breath you're taking is because God gave it to you. Mm-hmm. Then he said, and now knowing that that's how much control God has over you, like you should understand and you should know that at any moment it could be gone. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think you're worth that you can just fight and you can have pride and you can like, it could be wiped away at any moment mm-hmm. and it's out of your control completely, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, that's a really humbling thing, knowing that you have no control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, but your question was remind me of the actual question you said like how do you humble yourselves and mend right. a relationship while also like you want to get a point across right because I think in healing you got to be able to say how what happened what's going on in your mind and heart but from a place of humility and I think people often get that kind of jumbled up with I need to prove my point in this and then we could move forward but it's it should more or less be I just need to get this off my chest from a place of humility so that way I just know that you've heard it, you've seen it, and we can move forward from here. So how does that situation work out though? Like in, in practicality, I would say you got to look in the mirror. This, in order to humble yourself, you have to look in the mirror and realize you are or are part of the problem. You are the whole problem or you are part of it. Mm-hmm. Because if, you know, that's the ultimate way to humble yourself. Um, I read a book about something similar like this. It's just about healing. 
and people who are think they're not part of the problem um they're the ones they're you know the victim mentality they build up the walls and everyone else is the problem everyone's out to get them but the only people that they're going to attract in their life are people who feed into that lie that they tell themselves yeah so the only way to move past that is to look in the mirror and be like hey i'm at fault too the second you realize that you're at fault and you you played into it and you're part of the problem is when you're going to be able to move on and look at the other person and then that's where humility comes in because you know i might be able to say oh i did nothing wrong like are you kidding me like how is this all bad happening to me and then i'm like oh well, you know i did mess up and i've done this and yeah, mm-hmm. i could have been doing this better but the second you figure out you got to look deep within yourself and realize that you suck too that's kind of <laughs> that's like step one to the growth uh-huh. and then you just go there's nowhere to go but up from there mm-hmm. what you were saying piggybacking off of that what you were saying earlier about how oftentimes um people are just seeing situations from different perspectives coming at it yeah i think it's really important that when you're looking in the mirror and like in and doing everything jared said to um try and put yourself in another person's shoes to try and see where they're coming from yeah. in the situation um that might help alleviate some of <laughs> the tension <laughs> you know i don't know no i agree 100 percent because it's amazing to me. You could do this to anybody. You could just like show somebody a picture, two different people a picture, and you'd ask them, okay, what was there? And it's like two completely different things. And oftentimes mm-hmm. we're, when we come to disagreements and, th- and stuff, it's because we're, we've created two different pictures in our heads. You know? And ultimately the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And we have to be able to concede some power and some pride right, in order to be able to meet right there in the middle. And what you said, Jerry, is so freeing. And it kind of coincides with what you said, Jake, where, um, what was it? I forget. I'll get there in a second, though. But (laughs) with what Jerry said, when you can take a look in the mirror, right, uh, it lowers your walls. It shows just how far you can do. That humility is a weakness. It's not a weakness. That's what what you were referring to earlier, Jake. It mm. paints that picture because a lot of people, like you said, Jake, think humility is weakness and you're just being going to be trampled on, stomped on, whatever. But when you can truly humble yourself and humble yourself and take a look in the mirror, mm-hmm. so much healing can happen because one, you see like, oh, man, I am messed up. So I don't have to walk around with the facade like I'm doing great. And that relieves so much stress off your shoulders because when you're walking around with that pride, and with everything, oh my gosh, your anxiety's through the roof. You can't Dude, sleep well. You're a sneeze away from falling off the cliff. Yes. Every time. 100%. So, like, go ahead. I was going to paint the picture because it's so true. And I think it's important that it's like, if you think humility is weakness, think about somebody who can walk around their day and there's nothing you or you or you could say to them that will throw, throw them off. Because that to the point is that. It's like a, a, a mission thing. It's like, I know who I am. I know that I'm a flawed. I know that if you tell me I'm ugly, I know, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's okay. It's, I'm, I'm fine. You know, uh-huh. that person is one of the most powerful men or women around because you don't face them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. They're living life unbothered. A hundred percent. And it's great because there's, there's times in my life, my brother loves to do this. He loves mm-hmm. to get underneath people's skin <laughs> and he and he'll like take it back, you know, but it's like nothing even matters. And it just I could just see it frustrate so many people like who are around because they try to like get him back or get under his skin. And he's just like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I could see just like Dude. it welling up inside in a, in a playful way, obviously, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it does happen in a much more real sense yeah. where people lose sleep, people lose hair, people, their health deteriorates because they're holding on to so much pride and so much of an ego. Yes. Thanks social media. They just eventually crumble. You know, they're crumbling on the inside, but on the outside, there's a hard shell. Mm -hmm. And that's a lonely life to live, in my opinion. I think to your point of social media too, the fact that you can surround yourself by people who only like, again, feed into your opinions and Mm -hmm. what you think about yourself and you are just, you can just be uplifted by all the people around you (laughs) and you can really block out differing opinions and you can block out, you know, other sides of the argument. Um, and you just constantly scrolling and like fulfilling that pride and that feel that sense of I'm right because Mm -hmm. 
Uh, no like one's telling you otherwise. Affirming me. Exactly. Affir- thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody <laughs> needs like the nice friend, but like everybody, everybody needs like a nice friend. Everyone needs like the one that's going to give it to you like a little bit, a little bit rougher, but a real friend's going to give it to you straight every single time. They're going to be real with you regardless of how they deliver. If they're like, Oh, you know, like, you know, Dylan, maybe you shouldn't do that so much, or maybe they're a little bit more direct about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, your, your real friends are going to be the one that tell you this truth. They're not going to, feed into your lies that Mm -hmm. you tell yourselves and i think that's even like a healthy thing to do because say um and this is all of us we're all prideful and it really takes i don't know if you guys have done this with your significant others but there's times where it's like what can i do better like what what's going on like where where can i be better in and Mm -hmm. that in itself is kind of like opens the door to i believe a healthy communication uh time to talk about certain things, to talk about certain issues. Like, you know what? Not that you mentioned it when you when you said this or when you did that, I implied it this way, and I don't know if that's necessarily how it was, but this is how I felt. You know, and I think just doing that, maybe with people you trust, will help you become more of a humble person just in your everyday life, you know? And I think doing that, I don't know, that's just me. That's just something that I think about, something I do from time to time. But I think anybody who's listening to this, say you're just freaking holding on to it for dear life. You're white knuckling, you know, uh, the, the steering wheel of pride. Like I would encourage you just to open the door for those conversations, because if somebody somebody like that, Jerry, like you said, if you just give it to somebody like that straight, they're not going to take it. They're going to take it as an attack and just ready to yeah. sock somebody out. Because you know? their walls are up way too high. Exactly. So I think, because uh, nobody can teach you. Let me, yeah, let me say this. Nobody could teach you how to be humble. Like you have to humble yourself before God. For a long time, like, and this is just me speaking. I'll just be very, very transparent right now. In the past, I've been a cheater, and I in a relationship, and I thought I was totally doing fine, and then this happened, and God just like brought me <laughs> crashing to the floor. And then I got to that point where you said, Jared, I had to take a look in the mirror. I had to do it the hard way because I wasn't listening to God. Uh, and so I messed up. And from that moment forward, I had to learn through Christ how to humble myself. But I promise you, in that time of my life, nobody in the entire world could have taught me how to be, hum- mm. be humble. Truly. Nope. It had to be done myself. Well, yeah. Through Christ. Yeah. But now that I've been through that, it's... I'm much more susceptible to being corrected to if Kaylee's came to me is like, Hey, you said this, that was a little bit annoying. I'd be like, Oh dang, my bad. Yeah. You know, or four or five years ago, I'd have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> yeah. I had to learn that in like my relationship. Like I feel like, uh, just in our group of friends, we're all really sarcastic and we joke around a lot. And, uh, my lady is a very sweet, sensitive spirit. <laughs> so sometimes I'll be sarcastic and, I think I'm just being funny and that's, you know, everybody knows when they're on a good one. They're like, oh man, I'm being funny right now. I'm on a really good one. And she'd be like, hey, like, that's not very nice. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, dude, come on. Stop being like, you know, toughen up a little bit. I need you to toughen up because that's funny. That's not that big of a deal. But I've had to have her like tell me, hey, like, no, like, I don't like when you say that because that doesn't really feel nice. I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> it does and it doesn't make me but happy because I'm like, funny. oh my gosh, because in my mind I did nothing wrong. Uh-huh. But then I'm like, that's where the part where I'm like, I need to humble myself because somebody else's feelings are more important than me thinking I'm being hilarious, which I am. But <laughs> yeah, that's one of those fun things in relationships where I had to kind of sit and learn. I'm like, oh, okay, good to know. I, I gotta consider other people's feelings. Jeremy and I went through similar things like that a lot because I think in situations, a lot of times I would come in to an argument or a situation being I feel this way or I felt um, frustrated when you did this or I felt hurt when you said this. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the response is, what are you talking about? Like, I I have no idea where <laughs> this is coming from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said that. What? But because he comes from more like logistical standpoint or more you know 
brusque kind of, you know, chip off the shoulder kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But when you look at situations, he always looks at situations a lot more logically than I do. I look at it with a lot more emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so whenever we have arguments, it's always that butting heads of, I felt this way. And he's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. Uh Like logically in his mind, of course he Mm -hmm. didn't mean to hurt me. But that's how it came across. Uh, and so how you perceived it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So navigating those, <laughs> you know, how I'm t- I you know, know how it I'm all too well. Yeah. I, just, I see it in Jake's eyes because mm. <laughs> you're just like, wait, no, no, no. I swear I did not mean it that yeah. way. And the other person's like, there's no other way you could have <laughs> meant it. And like trying to explain it. And I dig myself in a deeper hole because I'm not explaining yeah. it well. And it's like, oh. and then it, honestly, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I did kind of mean to jab a little bit. You probably yeah. did. You know? That's the real, but that's what I was going to say is you were talking about like opening yourself up to those conversations, Mm -hmm. but like that also implies that you're willing to listen to somebody say, Hey, you've been awful at this or like Uh you're mean, you know, whatever, like, and you have to be willing to listen to that. And that's a, people take that as like a, I don't know, a bad attack. Yeah. And it's like. It's not because I think when it comes again in the context of a relationship, mm-hmm. it's like I'm telling you this so that way we can be better mm-hmm. and you can be better and together we can be better or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, people think that like your flaws are like weak or anything. It's like, I don't know. I, last thing I'll say. No, go ahead. Because it just reminds me mm-hmm. of when they're about to stone the prostitute lady mm-hmm. and it's like, mm. it's like, all right, everybody's going to get ready to throw the stones. And he's like, all right, whoever hasn't sinned, throw it. Everyone's like, wait, what? Hold up. You know? Huh. And I love that story because yeah, it's it, a beautiful story. they have to look at themselves, you know? It mm-hmm. takes everybody. To, he says one by one, they drop the stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you have to look at yourself and be like, oh, yeah, I also sinned mm-hmm. today and yesterday. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's a freeing thing because Jesus yes. says, like, and the Bible says, you're a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Stop pretending yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're not. Mm-hmm. Stop. It's okay. You're okay. You know? And that's yeah. why grace isn't earned grace was given like that's why it was that way you mm-hmm. know I mean? yeah and i think that whole idea that it's weak and being willing to listen is so important because i know there's a lot of people who are holding like we talked about earlier that false sense of reality that they got it all together so when you like poke that shell because it is a hollow shell that idea yeah. um, when you poke that shell in any way it's like what what are you doing like get away like what, you're, you're wrong what the heck when somebody um i'll just be straightforward with it if you react that way to somebody whom you're in a relationship with who's coming from a place of love if you react that way to somebody i'm gonna tell you right now that it's your issue yep yep it's your issue you're the problem it's 100 percent your issue but if you react in a way that's like hmm i didn't notice that kind of like how you were talking about it's like hey i proceeded this way this is what's going on healthy communication you know and you don't take it as an attack but more as a huh i didn't see that how can i work at that how can i be better at that then you're moving in the right direction well even exactly because i and even in situations where you might feel a certain way like you feel wrong to hurt yeah still you know, you're not always going to be right in that situation either. Like your feelings are not saying your feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid. However, trying to see where the other person was coming from and really trying to understand if they didn't have malintention or if they didn't, you know, mean to come across having that communication to say, Hey, okay, you know what? I did feel hurt, but I can see that you didn't mean it that way. Maybe let's figure out a way to move forward. So this kind of situation doesn't happen again, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's how you know that you have the right heart posture because your mm-hmm. heart is it's malleable. Yeah. That's where God wants it to be. We can't have these hard hearts that he can't use. We need to be in this position where he's able to change our hearts to mm-hmm. to mold us and be able to be molded because, mm-hmm. you know, that's the only way we're going to make progress and be like him ultimately. Yeah. 100%. Were you going to say something? Kate? Oh, no, I was completely agreeing. Yeah. And this is just like kind of a side uh, thing, but I, th- I believe this is true because anxiety and depression all that stuff is a really big your world type of thing. Like you get trapped in your world, right? Mm-hmm. And you can lose sense of reality. And that's totally true. And I have an enormous amount of grace and compassion for those things. But you'll notice that a lot of pride causes those things because pride is an inward, like an inward thing. It's like me, 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 me. But when you take yourself out of the equation in the sense of the world revolves around you and everything, and put it on God or look outside of your perspective, outside of the, your prideful perspective, you can 
gain a new perspective, a perspective that is given by Christ, a, a look on life where it's like the same thing uh, when Jesus got baptized and he got sent out into the wilderness and the devil tempted him, right? Right before all that, God sent a dove and he said, this is my beloved son in, in whom I'm well pleased. So it's like Jesus had an outward look of what's going on in the world aside from what was going on in his own life. And I believe that's part of the reason why he got through that temptation, like fasting in the desert, walking around. Any man would crumble because Jesus was 100% man, 100% God. But he had an outside perspective because he knew that God was his father and that he was well-pleased in who he is. And so I think for anxiety and depression, one thing to fight with that is to try and look outside of yourself, outside of the pride that you may carry, and ultimately look at what God is doing and ultimately have a bigger perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's real tough. That's real yeah. tough to do, especially when you're stuck down deep in there. Because yeah. I could say, I think every single one of us have had a, a good moment where we were been real down to the dumps and had a good episode of depression. And mm-hmm. you can't, you're not looking at anything. The only thing you could see is where you're at that moment. Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. And if no one's with you, then they're against you. So yeah. that's extremely difficult. But I agree wholeheartedly with mm-hmm. kind of with your sentiment right there. Yeah, that's why I said, like I said, I have an enormous compassion. Mm-hmm. I've been in those moments, you know, right. I've been in those dumps. But I think it's important um, to be able to have a different perspective and hopefully encourage and challenge somebody, you know. Right. I think we're talking a little bit about fear now more than pride. Because I, I think... The more I was thinking about all that we were talking about, I was thinking like, am I afraid to ask somebody like or to open that door because I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear? I guess that could be pride too, but I think most of it is like it's a fear. It's an insecurity maybe. I don't know. Because when I started thinking about pride, I was thinking more like uh, me taking credit for what God's actually doing and Mm -hmm. me trying to fill the role of God or me being upset because I think God's doing something in a different way than I would do it and my way is right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that, that more I'm saying it, the more I think they kind of intertwine, yeah. really. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And I think, uh, sorry, were you going to say something? Oh, no, that's super interesting It's that you mentioned that. I think there's a huge correlation between fear of the unknown and pride wanting to know everything and wanting mm. to be right about everything. And, yeah. and this idea, if, if I don't know or if I don't have the answers, um, what does that entail? You know, what is... What does my future look like? Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting that you brought that up because, yeah, I feel like they do definitely go hand in hand for sure. Well, yeah, and I think it same thing goes back to the garden. It's like, oh, my gosh, mm, yeah. I don't know about my future. Just enough space to question that and to say, like, you need to become God. You need to know your future. You need to know what's going on. Well, there's that. And when in that is not trusting in God and what yeah. he says and wanting to take it into your own hands because yeah. you don't believe what God has said. Mm-hmm. to be true for your life mm-hmm. you know that pride leads to that, that issue exactly mm-hmm. hmm breaking the ground floor here they're, interchange- somewhere. they're interchanging here huh it's all coming <laughs> together i like that but okay let me ask this we'll move forward a little bit from those conversations which is which were amazing <laughs> but is there ever a time to have pride what a question <laughs> i would say it's a different type of pride let's hear it i would say the main thing for me when it comes to um, a reason to be prideful is prideful and um, I don't know, I would say it's prideful in my work. So like that's one thing I take pride in, knowing that when I do something, I do it 100%. I do it, I always try doing things the right way and I don't ever try to skimp on anything. So that's one thing. I know if Dylan says, hey, Jared, I need you to do this, you know that, all right, cool, he's going to do it the right way and it's going to be good work. It's not going to be like, you know, lazy or half you know what kind of work it's going to be well done so i think that's kind of how maybe because part of the culture i was raising to to work hard and be proud of what you've done um but that's like the only thing i could really say to be proud in proud of that and um obviously proud to be a, a son or a daughter of the most high of there course go, you know come on now do you think though even in that it's still like a top-down thing because i'm I just think I know you well enough to know that it's like you always like grateful to God first. Like, mm-hmm. God, thank you for providing these opportunities, for giving me these things. Yes. He's the provider, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're just working in the pathways that he's laid out. But I, 
it, you're working. It's like when the Bible says, whatever you put your hand to, do it as if you're working for the Lord. For right? the Lord, exactly. Uh, yeah. Which essentially is humility. Yeah. Right? Because there's plenty of times in all of our jobs where we could cut a corner and it's fine. <laughs> and it's 100% fine and probably no one's going to know. But you know do I mean? you, So let me ask you this. If you were to cut that corner, do you feel bad about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, the, sometimes but, no. But what I'm saying is like the reason why we shouldn't be cutting those corners is because we're working as if we're serving the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a, it's a, it's a humble, it's a humility, it's an act of humility if you really think about it to where like I'm doing this because I want it to be perfect for God. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's like, I think that's a good sort of shift. So maybe, maybe you're in a position now that you don't like what you're doing, or maybe you're kind of working that job because you're in school or between the job that, you know, you once had and like the job you really want. Um, I think that shift of perspective changes a lot. If Jake realized, oh, you know what, I'm doing this, but I don't really want to. It's like, oh, wait, I'm not working for my boss. I'm working for the Lord. Like for me, the one of the biggest things is I remember when I was working at Best Buy and I hated that. I hated that job so much because I wasn't where I was want. I didn't. I wasn't working the job I wanted to be in. I had already graduated I like college. When you worked at Best Buy. So did I. I was extremely <laughs> in there every once in a while. I was really depressed. Is the clipboard? Yeah. I'm glad you guys are happy. I was going through it, <laughs> but I had like a, a shift in my mindset where I was like, you know what. I can't go to work every single day just hating what I do. And it's like, I need to kind of, you know, flip, flip it on. So I was like, you know what? I'm working for the Lord. I need to be a good steward and take care of the opportunities been given me now. Because at the end of the day, I had a job. I had just bought my car at that time where before that I was driving a really crappy car. So I was like, you know, I have so many blessings. I need to realize that I need to be a better steward of the gifts and the abilities and the talents that God given me. And that kind of switched things up for me big time. Well, I think even see same thing though. Like, take your magnifying glass off just you, mm-hmm. like you, you, you. And when you bring it outside of that, it's like, oh man, there's so much more. Like, God, thank you, yeah, thank right you for everything. And in, in that same regard, like, you could have just focused on how much you hated everything, on how much you thought you needed to be here, or there, I did. your pride, you know, <laughs> for a long time. But. It's important that in those situations, when you have that outside perspective, it's like there's always something to be working for. You know, there's always uh, somewhere to go, one, eternity with Christ. But two, even here on earth, if you hate your job, it's like you're always working for God, but also being uh, a good steward of just the faith that he's given you, of like the faith that you have to share with other people, the hope that you have to share with other people. And when we're prideful, we we hold that to ourselves because we're focused on us. It's like, oh, you know what? I hate my job. This person I could go have coffee with, share Jesus or just life with them. But I hate my job and this is tiring. So I hate that person. And I don't feel like doing that today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. And I just think it's good to have that outside perspective. Be outside of your world from time to time. Yeah. I think, Jared, you hit it on the net the nail on the head, excuse me. Um, I just feel like I'm in that (laughs) (laughs) position right now, just with the job and the place I'm in. But I think for me, part of the hate and just the frustration that comes in being that position is pride Mm -hmm. because (laughs) I, you know, I graduated from college two years ago. Uh, my degree is in biology and I'm working at a restaurant right now. Mm -hmm. And so the prideful part of myself is saying, you know, why aren't you doing more? Um, why aren't you in your, you know, your desired career field yet? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? Um, you need to be further along than you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think God is, you know, I get really frustrated and, and hate it, but I think mm-hmm. God's really breaking me down in this season to yeah. humble me and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have you where I want you to be mm-hmm. for however long, you know, this time period is. Um, and having, you know, faith that, you know, I, if this is where I need to be right now, not where I'm going to be forever for sure, but this season is still important and it's a really important lesson of learning how to be humble and to, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, to put your best foot forward and whatever you do, whatever you do, do it well. Yeah. You know, and that's a hard one, especially I, a lot of people who are our age or, you know, similar like college age people, it's like that post graduation sort of phase of life sucks it's so bad and that's exactly where how you are now is exactly where i was i had that Mm -hmm. it was literally two years until i started i got into my career field and i felt Mm -hmm. i had that pride where i was like dude i am 
working here at Best Buy, but I, you know, I have my bachelor's of arts in criminal justice and, you know, I, I know I have so much more to give mm-hmm. so much yeah. more to offer. And I felt that way in a lot of different facets. I've felt that way in, um, in ministry and in school and so many different things, or even at work. Some, I, I had a moment of pride at work where something happened and one of my partners, one of my coworkers was handling it. And I was so prideful and I was so angry because I knew I knew more than them. <laughs> and I was like, no, I should be handling that. I need. And and part of it is pride because I feel like if if I don't go do something about it, no one's gonna recognize my talents. No one's gonna do mm-hmm. something for me. And you know, I, I'm I'm new at the job, but it's something like I know I have certain skills and talents and I wanna be recognized for my work and I want to to grow and uh get a promotion and all sorts of these great things, you know, things that will happen with time. But it's that pride that's been getting to me. It, it was just eating me away the other day. And I was like, Ooh. and I was talking to my girl. And I was like, dude, I, I almost lost my mind. I was, <laughs> I was venting. It was just really, really difficult when you feel like you're, you're skilled or talented, but you're, you're not being able to use those skills and talents. And it's tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's tough in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. I think what you said, Kaylee, is so important. It's just, you're not going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Like everything's that. a season. Yeah. It's hard to keep that in mind when you're in the season, <laughs> but ebbs and flows, you know. I mean, the Israelites had quite the season yeah, wandering through sh- the desert. Oh, totally. You know, and mm-hmm. thank God, I don't necessarily think he works in 40-year increments anymore. <laughs> I think he wants to get stuff done. Fa- but some people may hold on to stuff, you know right? what yeah. I mean? But yeah. I think the more you seek and the more you understand God's will and authority just in our own lives, you, one, can see outside of that season, but two, know that it's not always going to be forever. I think about that a lot when, like, especially when I'm trying to put the baby to sleep. <laughs> Follow me for a second. because um, Let me go. I'm following. Because I think if I go into it with the expectation, all right, he'll be sleeping 10 minutes, then I can jump in the shower, I can eat. And then nope. he's not asleep in 10 minutes. I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, dude, I need to shower. Like, come on. Now I'm getting frustrated because I had set a plan of how this is supposed to work. Don't do that. <laughs> and so, uh, Solomon said that in Ecclesiastes. He talks about there's a time for this, a time for this, you know, reaping. And so there's a time for everything, right? But at the same time, I would hate for somebody to, even if it, even if it's you, to get into a position where you're like, this will be over soon. And it does take 10 years. Because then for the next 10 years, you're like, it'll be over soon. Interesting. <laughs> it'll be over soon. Mm. But it's pride that tells us, no. When it should be over. It's going to be over soon. Yeah. And God might say, no, it's not. Mm. He might. I'm not saying mm. he is, but he might. You know mm. what I mean? And and I think it's putting the expectation. But if we look through the Bible, he does typically tend to work in seasons and in different yeah. times. But all I'm trying to make the point is, it's not a, a smart idea for anybody to make their own path or or, or to assume that God is going to be on a somewhat of a timetable because mm-hmm. we just have no idea. He'll be on a timetable, not our oh. timetable. Yeah, <laughs> but he'll, he'll be on one. But I missed my point. <laughs> <laughs> my point was when I'm putting him to sleep, I have to remember, listen, follow me, that like at, there is going to be a point where this season is over. Right. And I need to be right here right now and not be... Oh, no, I need to get in the shower, hurry up and go get away from me. It's no, I need to be right here and focus. I need to put my phone away and I need to be with the baby. Right. Mm -hmm. I need to give a thousand percent of my attention to what's right in front of me instead of giving it 50 percent. So that way I can be over here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's an important principle in life to just wherever it is that you are is for a specific reason. And that's for all of us. You know, whether you like it or not, you might love it and God might take you out of it. Mm -hmm. There's there's days that I come to that I, I dread. Because maybe there's just certain things I have to do or they're long. But it's always when I just say, like, this is what it is. I eat that humble pie and, like, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Nothing you can do right now to change it right now. Mm -hmm. This is just what it is. And when I can take that humble pie, like you said, I allow myself to be in the moment fully. And I really do. Maybe uh, it's not my most favorite day or favorite task, whatever it is. But I enjoy it more. I'm like. This is what it is. Mm -hmm. Because when you're playing that game in your head of, I don't want to do this, or I wish it was this way, I wish I was that way. When you don't play that game in your head, it makes things so much easier that are right in front of you. 
dude, it was my boss that taught me this. He's he does he's like I don't see my week as Monday through Friday. He's like Sunday through month or Sunday through Saturday are all the same to me. He's like if I if I think Saturday's my best day, then Monday through Friday I can't wait for Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he's like I take every day as the day itself, and I just enjoy where I'm at, and I put my hand to whatever I got that day, and that's how it is. He's like if I keep looking forward to things, then I'm missing where I'm at. You know, missing that point. Yeah, I don't have that to do with pride. Oh, because we're talking about God makes the plan, yeah. not us, you know? Yeah. It's so hard, especially when, like, I think you could relate to this, Jake. Like, you're a planner. Like, you like to have a schedule. Yeah. You like to go by the schedule. For me, like, I like to have things planned out in advance. Like, when things are last minute, I, it, like, I start short, like, short-circuiting. I freak Dude, out. I'm like, same. oh. It's like an instant no for me. Like, it, it just hurts mm. me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I get frustrated. Like, and I get frustrated with the person that like makes yes. the plans for a second. I'm like, why would you, how dare you ask me to do that mm-hmm. when you know I need time to mentally prepare? <laughs> or if they're like, oh, you know what? Sorry, we can't do it. I'm like, dude, I've prepared all week for this uh-huh. and now you're canceling on me. And then I'm just like, no, I'm going to be pissed I'd off. I'd rather now. have that than somebody spring plans on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather be. Go ahead and cancel me all you want. No, okay, no, let, no, me, let me I say it from this perspective. So as the leader mm-hmm. of anything, though, and for people who are volunteers, I can't be that way because it's like there's so many times in my life where people cancel on me or something last minute happens. I have to take a phone call. Something happens over here. and It's like I got to go look at this and I can't be like, oh, what? This is so last minute. This isn't on my schedule. So I I, I just realized it, though, as you're talking. Mm. But for like more yeah. minute things like, oh, hey, we're going out to eat in five minutes with everybody. Like, let's go. It's like I can't go right now. But right. I, to, on the flip side of that, what you're saying is I don't really have that, um, I don't know, necessity or I, I can't think of the word right now. I don't really have the opportunity to be that way with my schedule sometimes. And I the think luxury. Yeah, the luxury of it all from time to time. And I think all of us, though, in our friendships, your deep friendships or significant others, there's times stuff happens and it's like my schedule don't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to tend to this. I got to do that, you know? And I, I, I know what you were saying, though. Mm-hmm. Like, last minute, like, my new things. Yeah, um, and it's much more of a, a personal thing. Like, in my professional life, my job is unpredictable. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I can't example. control anything in that. And I don't know what any day is going to look like. So uh-huh. that's where I, I just try to go out, get my car washed, grab a bang, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I literally am like, all right, well, we'll see what time I get off work today. But I think that's the same thing as what we're talking about, too, mm-hmm. is like, this is just what it is. And yeah, it's hard for me to make that distinction between personal life and work life, though, because yeah. naturally in my mind, I categorize, I plan, I make I make things. Uh-huh. It's That's just my, my brain. It's a lot easier for my brain to work like that. Uh-huh. When I'm at work, I have no choice. I can't be like, hmm. I think I'm going to go investigate a shooting today. <laughs> like, I don't have that. It's just kind of, all right, cool, whatever it is, what it is. So imagine if we took that same attitude towards Christ. Like, imagine the wonders that he would do. Mm-hmm. Like, think about uh, Jonah. He's like, I'm making my plan. And God's like, nah, <laughs> you're not. Sends a whale after <laughs> you instead. Who are you? If we, if we had that. Cause right. I know in my personal life, I could be more rigid, but I feel like in those relationships that you build and that time that you're spending with Jesus, that's when he wants to do the most, right? When you're focused on him outside of your normal tasks of the day, even though they may look different all the time. Right. But I think if we had that open heart, open hands towards what God wants to do, it's like, man, he he's going to do some pretty amazing things. Well, I think that goes back <clears throat> to pride because it's this idea of, I think I know what's best for me in my day, but sometimes there's that humility that comes into play when you really need to divert your attention or time to something else that's more important. Mm -hmm. You may not think it is, but I think that's God humbling you and saying, no, like this really is um, more necessary than what you were going to be doing right now. When back to what you were saying about like last minute things to schedules and you in a position of leadership, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think we find even in the Bible too, there's like, there's times where Jesus has, a mission within where he's going on his way to where he's going. Right. Yeah. And it's important, but I, I wanted to bring it full circle back to like the idea of pride and humility and under, I think it's important to understand. It's like when 
the Christian can understand that the reason they're here is to serve God, then your plans all of a sudden, you know, they can change. and It's okay because you know the purpose, you know the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, or someone can tell you, you know, whatever it is, and you're like, it's okay, I'm okay. everything's fine because I know the mission and I know that I'm here to serve God. When I'm at work, I know that why am I actually here? I guess to pay the bills, but really it's so to serve God and so people can see him somehow through me. Mm-hmm. And why am I going to the store? Yeah, I guess I need eggs, but really uh, I need to show someone love and be, you know, a light to people. Mm-hmm. That's the mission of the, of the Christian. And I think we get so tied in. This is where the pride comes in is we get so, uh, uh, like you, maybe like you said, you cling, cling on to our plans and mm-hmm. what our culture says yeah. is success and what all these things. And if we don't hit these merits or get these merits, then, we're a failure or we're mm-hmm. down and then it's like that's not true like yeah. your culture your society your people your community your friends group don't determine what success is in your life it's mm-hmm. serving god yeah like i even think about this i even think about like going to a restaurant perfect example <laughs> like and having a waitress or a waiter like serve you to me i'm just being honest like that's a humble thing yeah like to just have to bring while people are sitting there having a great time and you're like bringing them food you're getting paid to do it but it's a very it's a it's a, that's why it's called serving. Dude, you know? I can't stand when people are mean to servers. Same. Hey, if you don't tip, turn this off and don't listen ever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, really, you should be, you should absolutely tip your server. But all I'm trying to say is it's like, it's that idea of how can I put these people above myself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I hear 100%. Absolutely. I think it's just, I don't know, full circle. That's what pride is. Yeah. Just putting yourself above everybody else. And that's no fun, dude. And Paul talks about it like a million times. So if he's going to boast in anything, boast in the Lord. And I think that's like what really this comes down it's one to. One of my favorite passages of scriptures right yeah, there. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like, yeah. I don't boast in what I got going on. Trust me. And Paul was a pretty colorful character, you know? Sure was. And so he's like, you know what? It's probably part of his sanity, honestly, and part, part of his mental game. Because he knew if he put things on himself, it would take him back maybe to his past or anything going on you know and it was probably him like dude i can't focus and boast in what i got going on i have to boast in the lord i have to boast in who christ is because i know if i put it on myself i'm gonna go insane i think you look like you want to say something yeah because what i was gonna say was (laughs) oh gosh i think part even with your story because i was with you during that whole season it was you come up to a place where you realize how far you can go, how far low you can go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And once you hit that point, you're like, OK, hold on. I know how deep this gets uh-huh. and I'm yeah. going to, you know, whatever. Paul was the same way. I know how low I can go yeah. and how low I've been. Yeah. And when you can come up from that place, typically you don't go back to that place. Mm-hmm. Some people do. But I think that's where bringing it back to what I was saying in the beginning of like to understand Christ, you have to understand humility. Yeah. Um, but it's true. It's like Paul was that way. It's like I, I went low. Mm-hmm. So whatever you got, I'll tell you right now, is better than me. You're off to a better start than I am. You know. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, that's literally where it took me in my life when mm-hmm. I fell in that way. I was like, oh, so that's what it's like down here, huh? <laughs> like I got to know a few people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shook some hands. Hi, my name is Dylan. Yeah, I'm new here. Yeah, I'm new here. I won't be here long. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> who knows? No, but don't make um, your own plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, don't make my own plans. But uh, it definitely, when I understood how much my crap stunk, and just like how bad, when I smell other like. Or when I see other people's crap, it's like, eh, it's all good, bro. Like, I'm here for you. Like, we got this going on. I've even had, okay, so I've even had in, like, legit serious relationships, friendships, and romantic, something serious happened where I could have easily pointed the finger. But it took my moment of humility that I went through that legit when these things happened, I was like, you know what? I forgive you immediately as soon as certain knowledge came forward right immediately things may look different in the time moving forward but immediately i was like i love you and i forgive you and that only came because i was like i went to the lowest of the low i know where i can go so when people and you you i think you guys all know me well enough to where it's like 
I want to know that about people. I want people to know that they're accepted, they're loved, and no matter how low they think they are, it's like God's redeeming qualities and redeeming grace is so much more powerful than that. And that is something I experienced and I want everybody to experience. Maybe not like hitting rock bottom, although it's very important in some people's life. My life, it was very important. But I want people to experience that redeeming quality of grace and forgiveness to be able to humble themselves, to, mm-hmm. to fully embrace that and to fully uh, accept that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pride goes before the fall, though. It's true. Yeah. One of the seven deadly sins. Long story short, mm-hmm. boast in who Christ is, dude. Boast in what he's got going on. Focus on what he's got going on. Cool? Mm. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? No, not anything that's going to let us leave soon. We'll be here for four more hours. <laughs> there's a lot, too. The more we talk about it, the more that is just coming to my brain. But No, oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, man, it's important. And I think it's a really important thing for people to grasp Yeah, and understand that it's okay. I started thinking about, like, imagine if you were, like, uh, like how do I say this without sounding stupid? <laughs> like, imagine if, like, you could get punched in the jaw over and over and you could never get knocked out. That's what it's like being humble, bro. For real. Where it's like you don't feel that. Like imagine what that's that becomes one of the most powerful men or women, yeah. right? It's like I can take the hits because I'm fine. And that's kind of the point I was trying to make is you find humility when you realize that whatever happens in politics, you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you know where you're going. You got your plan set. Whatever happens in your relationship, yes, there's a way to go about it, but you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens in your you know family, whatever, you're fine because you've you're clinging to the Creator. You're clinging to, you know, and I think that if you can and I can shoot, if I could grasp that, man, that would be mm-hmm. a game changer for everything. You know, that's where my brain went. When you <laughs> when you said that getting punched, it made me think of <laughs> <laughs> it's an apt analogy. It made me think of um, Jesus just saying, "Turn the other cheek." You know, don't yeah. get all up in people's faces don't let that yeah. pride get in the way if someone hurts you wrongs you says something does something you don't like mm-hmm. you know don't take it in stride and argue and i think for me mm-hmm. a thing that i've been thinking about a lot is like th- it's not worth the argument mm-hmm. you know it's just not worth getting into it with someone or something when at the end of the day does this really even matter it's you know sometimes it's just better to just hold your tongue turn no. the other cheek Absolutely, 100%, 70 times 7. And being <laughs> humble, like keeping that humility, being able to be socked in the jaw a million times over, that is the most powerful thing ever. <laughs> you right? get untouchable. There's literally, I don't know, man. <laughs> the more I'm just thinking about it, the, I was the more powerful s- it is. Last thing, I swear, last thing. Yeah, yeah. I I remember when Jesus is teaching the disciples, he's like, uh, it's Matthew chapter something, but he's basically saying like, yeah, you know, here's what you're going to do. If you go to one town, they don't welcome you. Go to the next. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, don't even put up an argument for my sake. Yeah. It's like if they don't want to accept what you're bringing, the gospel you're bringing to them, go to the next, go to the next town. Uh-huh. Don't, you know, wash your, was like, wipe your hands and yeah. move on. It's like, and people are going to, if you look at Jesus' life, people are going to ridicule you. They're going to mock you. They're going to, you know, slander you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dust it off and move on, uh-huh. you know? Why? Because you're on my mission. Yeah. And that's, I think, the principle of it all. Well, that just makes me... <laughs> I know we're just keeping... You've got no, no, me thinking go. now. There's just a I lot like to it. it. Like well, it. there like totally it. is. And this whole idea of literally Jesus was, is God. And mm-hmm. people kept downing and tempting him to be like, well, if you are who you say you are, if you are God, why don't you do this? Um, like the Pharisees, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you prove it? Like that uh-huh. ultimate and think of that's the ultimate pride. Like you are God, like uh-huh. isn't that the ultimate source? But then having the humility to know it's not the timing yet and, and uh-huh. the plans that he, that God has for how the courts of Jesus's life and ultimately his death on the cross and resurrection mm-hmm. is to go doesn't involve that pride of being, well, I am, I am God and I'm going wild. to, yeah. You saying that made me think of it because, yeah. yeah, that whole like all the things that the Pharisees and the people, everyone would put him through just to that's have a, to take it in stride. Oh, my goodness. That's a constant state of humility. I was going to mm-hmm. say, you can't have Jesus without humility. Yeah. They, it all boils they down are, to that. They are. Just the very him being here is humility. 
<laughs> That's wild because I've never thought about that. Because he's completely man, 100% man, 100% God. Mm-hmm. So that thought process had to go through his head from time to time. I would yeah, assume. as a man, yeah, exactly. The, like that as, temptation to want to... As a human being, it's right, like, yeah. I, I'm God? Like, <laughs> Ball out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Flex on people all the time <laughs> as God? Yes. I'd do it. That's so interesting that Jesus was had to be in a constant state of humility. It wasn't like, oh, he met an event or a time and he's like, I need to be humble right here. It's more of a hundred, like 24 seven type of thing. Well, especially him being omniscient, knowing everything that is going to happen, but having to still come back to that place of, cause I, I know I'm right. I know what's going to happen, but how many times do you say it's not time yet? Yeah. So many. It's not quite time yet. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like a, it's like being the world's greatest mixed martial artist and someone getting in your face and you're just going, <laughs> it's like, I could rip your head off at any moment I want to mm. so fast and it's okay. Not yet. Moving on. It's like the ultimate humility, dude. Sorry. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. For real. Good night. No, 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 no. That's yeah. That's good John, stuff. Kaylee. <laughs> that's pretty mind bending right now. I like that. My mind is blown. Just everyone saying all these things like it all of a sudden just. Dude, it's like how much pride I have. Sir, well, exactly. Like how, <laughs> yeah, how that's scary. not that way I am. <laughs> well, I'm just even thinking because I know it's like renew your mind daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But renew your sense of humility every second of every day. Because if Jesus came down completely man, completely God, he literally had to do that all the time. It's like I need to do that all the time. I think in order to live the best uh, life that I can, the the best life that I can serving Christ, right? It's to completely humble myself all the time. Always question my intent. Because mm-hmm. uh, I th- think there's probably a lot of things I do with pride, honestly. Or a lot of things. There's a few meetings I had today that I came up with a great idea. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, of course I did. Uh, like, what are you talking uh, about? Better not be for after. Ab- <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. Okay, dang. Okay, I can't be transparent. <laughs> well, you can, but I can too. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyways, but I choose to keep that sense of humility and ultimately boast in what Christ is doing. That's what I always mm-hmm. got to remember. I think I was saying it earlier too. That's what we all got to just push forward. It's like it's Christ. You know what? I'm not even going to bother people even trying to like question like, oh, it was you. Just immediately it's like, no, it was God. It was mm-hmm. God. I'm not even going to let mm-hmm. it get there. Why play with that fire, right? But that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth of it all. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to be. It's not, it's not like you being like, eh, I'll give this one to God. It's like, no, God, that's God giving it to you. And you just mm-hmm. said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. But if, it's like having to live in that state of mind. Is What you have is because of God. What you say is because of God. What you think is because of God. 100%. How do you do that, dude? Oh, okay. Sorry. You That's, try your best. <laughs> it's such a hard concept. And then try more. Yeah. And then <sighs> fail. And then try again. And, <laughs> and hope you don't. And hope you fail less the next time. Uh, but then you probably don't. And then you just, just like keep that, going. It's just like that road to righteousness, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a never ending thing. But mm-hmm. you do get better each and every day as long as you put the time and the effort in. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Pride and humility. Stay away from pride. Boast in Christ. Kaylee, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Jake, it was all right with you here. <laughs> yeah, as uh, God allowed me to be here <laughs> today. Hmm. Oh, you're the most humble man I've ever on met. Pod- huh? on the, yeah, you've ever met. Yeah, I am. It's most humble much. man in this room for sure. Well, oh, Still no doubt. So All right, well, we said bye to everybody. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake. Jerry, thanks His for pride. being here. Yeah, of course. I'm glad I could be here. I love you, dude. I love you too, man. Jake? What? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been the Still Loading Podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>